Hello, and welcome to the Free to Be Show. Today, I have a beautiful panel of women who I will introduce to you shortly, but let us begin with our agreements. Right, we'll be right back after this. Let's normalize that smiling is being present with your soul and accept that you have the power to replenish from within. Let's agree that you are the creator of your world. Own the energy of your words. Most importantly, replenish with your own smile. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. I'm your host, Cordelia Gaffal, the ultimate joymonger. My name literally means the heart of the ocean of forgiveness. Listen to this show as if you are excavating your life for places where you limit your own freedom. Are you free? Let's see. Hello and welcome to the Free to Be Show. Today, I have my beautiful panel here with me. I'm going to introduce from my upper right. <laughs> Epek Williamson is a beautiful friend of mine. And please help me out with the ho-o-po... No. <laughs> Ho-o-pono-pono. Yes. <laughs> Practitioner, um, which makes her an expert in forgiveness. And... My beautiful friend Lati is here also from the UK. I'm sorry, Epec is from Canada. Lati is from the UK and she has personal experience in her own uh, life with forgiveness. And she is just a beautiful spiritual intuitive guide. Mm -hmm. And so she'll be sharing from that perspective. And the beautiful Dr. Vicki Johnson who um, is the creator of Soul Wealth LLC and um, just a super dear friend of mine as well. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So with your permission, I'd like to start with uh, reading a poem slash riddle that I uh, posted the other day. And then we'll just start our conversation from there, if that's all right. Sure. Okay, perfect. So what's the crystal you didn't know your yoni needed? There's a lot in that question. For those who know, know that crystals have healing properties. And others who know, know that women store so much of your trauma and your yoni. And all trauma is not sexual. And if you have sexual trauma, which many women do, crystal jewelry, home decor, and yoni eggs are a great value to your healing process. Waistbands are just the beginning. Again, more information for those who know or care to know. This is meant to be a riddle and it's not. When you are ready to excavate your path, it can be fraught with a bit of heart math. Mostly all things in your body that heal are down the middle. Everything else is smoke and mirrors. Everyone else is inferior to your own inner wisdom and divine knowing. Don't let their projection stop you from glowing. Go deeper within where you have been forbidden. Get in where you have been forgotten. Your core, the depth of your soul and being, your unspoken words beyond forgiving. 
where there's no pain, where there is love beyond love, where there is joy beyond joy, you will never know any or either. If you continue to ignore it, you will just wither until you are no more. May I recommend that you instead pour deeply into your sacred place at a gradual pace, allow, welcome, explore, blossom, bloom, passion consumed, consumed with divine treasure, a unique type of pleasure. Let the crystal you didn't know you needed elevate your soul and need it. For those who know can read this and receive bliss. That was nice, Cordelia. Thank you, <laughs> Very beautiful. I have my crystal with me, by the uh -huh. way, and also as my jewelry, too. Ah, what crystals are you wearing? Citrine. 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 Okay. Do you know the significance of citrine? I cannot remember, really. Okay. I knew, but I forgot. <laughs> Anybody else wearing crystals? Yes, I have on jade today. Okay. Jade. Mm. Beautiful. I love jade. Yep. And what is its significance for you? Calming. Mm. <laughs> yes. And Lati, are you yeah. wearing jewels? And blues. Okay. Wait, you're on mute. Jewelry, but not crystals. Oh, okay. Not today. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I wrote that piece because I had a recent experience with a, a red jasper yoni egg. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it was very nurturing and very grounding for me. And it's funny because I bought this egg like a year ago. And I've never used it, you know, because I was like. And it's in and, and just the other night it spoke to me, you know, it was like calling me. Do you ever feel that, you know, because I, I don't, I don't know if it's because I've been in this uh, conversation all month about forgiveness and healing, but it was just very necessary for me to connect. And so um, I'm wondering in your experience of forgiveness, what helped you to begin your healing? I want to start with you, Vicki, actually, because, you know, you're, whole process of soul wealth is um, very healing in general. And I, I just want to bring that to the forefront, if that's all right. Sure. Well, thank you for having me here today with these distinguished ladies. <laughs> I'm so excited to be a part of the conversation. Um, you know, soul wealth <clears throat> really is all about the wellness of your emotions, because I believe that your soul is the seat of your emotions. And the premise of my work is that your life can only be as healthy as your emotions and the work that I do. So a lot of times the women who I work with are either just entering, coming through or coming out of some type of emotional breakdown, not a nervous breakdown but something traumatic or some kind of transition or they're in the midst of a transformation. And a lot of times what is at the core of that work and that process with those who I'm privileged to serve 
is forgiveness or the work of forgiveness shifting and moving from unforgiveness? And I believe just down at the core, you know, unforgiveness keeps you stuck. And when you explore and go deeper into how you got there, the opportunity to heal is what moves you forward. And forgiveness is for us. I will just insert here that forgiveness and trust are not the same thing. Forgiveness is for me. And just because I forgive someone or some people or some things does not mean I have to re-engage the relationship, nor does it mean I have to extend trust. When a person breaks your trust, they have to earn that trustworthiness again, which is separate from the work of forgiveness. Forgiveness is about releasing the burden of whatever happened. And, and frequently that includes forgiveness of self. So I'll just offer that in response to your question um, as it relates to my work with soul wealth. That's so very powerful. I love that you brought the distinction between trust and forgiveness. And you highlighted that the forgiveness is for yourself and unburdening your soul. That's that's so key. And, and I, I do find that to be part of the process. Mm -hmm. um, Epec, go ahead. Well, I, I so uh, agree with Dr. Vicky. Um, to me, forgiveness doesn't change the story of the past, and but it changes how we perceive that story, how we process it, and how we tell the story to ourselves and others. And uh, forgiveness becomes the connect the dots formula that heals the body, refreshes the mind, and encourages the soul. It has been exactly like that for me. I had difficulty in uh, putting myself first and ending my first marriage, for example. And uh, see, we as a family made a big decision and moved from one country to another. And within one year of our move, I decided that I was done with my marriage. Uh, I mean, I realized that I was done long ago, but it became obvious that I was not able to live further within that relationship anymore. And it ended. I wanted to end it. And a painful uh, process to go through, filled with lots of guilt and shame. And uh, seeing yourself as the person who broke the agreement, the status quo, and seeing others impacted by your decision is hard to swallow. And it took me a long time to go deep and love myself unconditionally, to forgive myself and my ex-husband for all the circumstances that brought me to that decision and action place. Uh, you feel responsible for changing lives of others through your decisions and feel bad for choosing yourself. But at some point, you see that you are letting go the possibility of being yourself, feeling alive and happy when you always live for others and not for yourself at all by staying where you are. Uh, I also had to forgive myself for leaving my country, my parents, my brother, and I had to work on forgiving myself about that too. And another thing I had to forgive myself for was leaving a 20 plus years of career 
and jumping into the world of being an entrepreneur, starting my own practice as a coach, letting go of the security and luxury of knowing how much my bank account will receive every month. I'm much faster in, at forgiving others, but when it comes to myself, that's harder for me to do. And it's the same for so many people, unfortunately. But I get there. And when I have a difficulty forgiving myself, I ask myself, if someone else would have done this to me, how hard would it be for me to forgive them? And the answer is not too long. So if I'm able to forgive others for far worse things, much faster, why shouldn't I forgive myself? I love that part, that last mm -hmm. part in particular about making it it's so much easier to forgive others. And also at the top, when you were talking about uh, guilting and shaming yourself in the first place. So for choosing yourself first, what say you, Lati, about this? Um, I think this is such a powerful piece. I'm probably going to take it a little bit deeper um, from my own practice and from the practice I do with my clients. So there's a lot of work I do in, with my clients on the forgiveness piece because I do specialize in that reconciliation of identity for transition because that's what I specialize in. And one thing I realize is that unforgiveness is the fastest way for you to trap so much of your soul and so much of your expression and your essence just because of the nature of what it uh gets tied up and wrapped up in and um i love the title where you say forgiving and healing of my soul because there's so much misconceptions and misinformation about the soul and the nature of the soul so we are triune beings. We do have the body, the soul, and the spirit. And the interface point of that is the heart. And that is the gate of where things can kind of traverse all of those three separate um, parts of who we are, that triune. But the soul specifically is something that can be shattered, broken, and splintered. And I think when it comes to forgiveness work, a lot of people do like to batch it and think that you know forgive and forget and make it sound trite but when you're dealing with actual traumas so for example Ipek you're talking about um, a relationship I know Cordelia in your past you've talked about relationship particularly when you have relationship especially with people significant relationships that could be with parents that could be with significant others these relationships traverse time and we're not talking about knowing someone for a day we're talking years we're talking seasons we're talking various different things that you share in your lifetime with them and there are many layers to where offense can be caused and where that offense can escalate to um you know pain bitterness and it can really dig down and root and when we're talking about true soul forgiveness it's finding the places where those bitter roots have buried down and really um doubled down for us to uproot those bitter roots to be able to heal. But a lot of those things are normally stored in soul parts that have been broken away from that trauma because when you are very offended and it becomes something that's traumatic, that piece breaks off your soul and that can be uh, trapped and held in that time and space and retarded in its growth and maturity. So it isn't integrated in the whole part of your core soul so it can present in the right way. And this is where the complexity of forgiveness really comes into play because a lot of people, especially when it comes to deep relationships and they're going to a counselor will say, in this specific context and situation, I'm dealing with a five-year-old. You are, 
that five-year-old soul part that was damaged and hurt by something mom did or something that dad did that only comes out in a very specific setting that you tend to see. But when you're sitting on the couch with the therapist and you're dealing with the adult, you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what to do. But unless the person has the awareness that they're not talking to the adult that you deal with on a day-to-day in very normal, calm situations, they're dealing with the five-year-old, the 14-year-old, the two-year-old, the different parts where that original hurt is stored, then it's very, very difficult for you to now come to that place of forgiveness unless you hear the story. And one thing I learned over the many years of doing forgiveness with for myself and with other people is that offense has many manifestations it can be stored in anger it can be stored in fear it can be stored in hurt it can be stored in so many different things and even when you feel that you've gone over a specific incident where that trauma happened even those emotions change as you start to heal that layer and it is multifaceted and multi-layered and really understanding the complexity of it is honoring to your soul because you're not trying to force this incredibly complex being that we are to exist in a two-dimensional space there are seven dimensions that we bring forward in what we do and and where we're at and unless you can honor all of those there's no point but the biggest part is hearing the story you can't forgive something you don't know and in a lot of ways the forgiveness of self cannot happen unless you can look at a perpetrator someone who's done something so horrendous to you and see the parts that have come forward to do that know it understand it reconcile it and genuinely be able to say that does not trigger me in whatever triggering means for you as a person because if you can have that level of compassion and level of calm for another person it is then easier to meet yourself and say if i can do as apex very beautifully illustrated if i can do that for another how can I not do that for the parts of me that have been perpetrators, that have caused hurt, that have caused harm, that have caused me to feel shame and embarrassment because of how I have behaved? That's what I have to add to it. And, you know, I think that you so eloquently just explain why there are some people that are just like, I just can't forgive. You know what I mean? That's, that's like the core of what I heard there because it's people don't know why they can't forgive but they know that it's a burden and they don't know how to relieve themselves of it and i um i also want to bring vicky in here just because some of the splintering that lati was talking about within the soul i know that this is part of what you have some experience with as well of or or epec whoever feels that they resonated with what she was saying, you know, feel free. But I, I would really like to hear from Vicky if you have something. I loved how she just framed that, you know, because it is about awareness. Once you have the awareness, once you know, then you can address it. And so many people have blind spots, you know, and are just in their own way figuring it out, which is the importance of understanding, right? We can get all this knowledge, but if we don't understand what it is, how it works, where to put it, how to apply it, our growth is retarded. And I just loved the entire frame of, you know, whatever age you are stuck at due to whatever trauma caused you to be in this position, You know, if you don't have the awareness or connect 
to someone who has the awareness or even be exposed to a conversation like this where something just resonates and gives you an aha, right? And now you have an arrow and a direction to go in to connect those dots. So I love conversations like this and we could probably talk about just this part for the entire show. And I think it's important to do that. I, I, you know, social media can trap us in spaces of thought and, and dialogue. And you feel like, okay, this is the schedule. We have to move on. And, and sometimes just this part is all a person needs to break out of a pattern, a rhythm, a cycle, you know, that's familiar. Because healing can be so scary and uncomfortable that I've come across people who would just rather deal with what they know. <laughs> they would rather deal with the monster they know than to, you know, go exploring into this space of uncertainty. But I love, 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 you know, how um, that was just explained. And I'm so okay with just staying right here in this space. Because it, it is the awareness that unlocks the door that so many people have to go through to even begin healing. It takes courage to do this. Healing is uncomfortable, but so worth it when you have the right information and tools. So thank you, uh, Lati, for sharing that. That, that is just so powerful and, and beautiful the way you explained it. Uh, I, and I would I would like to say something too, uh, two uh, parts of what you said, um, especially uh, Cordelia also mentioned um, the age that the trauma happened, and dealing with the person at that age, it's so much in line with uh, the whole ponopono practice, uh, because it is about uh, reaching in to the inner child and whatever traumas and data and memories that inner child has been stuck with mm. and releasing and healing those traumas. And also about awareness. The second thing is awareness. Uh, what I believe is for a coach, the main thing that we do for our clients is to raise their awareness so that they can see who they are in the core and what is possible what is what is the huge potential out there because you don't you cannot you cannot fix anything that you're not aware, not aware of you cannot grow anywhere with which you are not aware of uh, you cannot um, connect with something that you're not aware of, You that you have an inner child in you, that you need to go back to that age and that trauma and heal that. So um, both subjects that you uh, brought up, awareness and meeting the uh, client where they are at, in terms of forgiveness, uh, very, uh, very ref refreshing. Thank you, Lati. 
Yeah, and on the recommendation of, of Dr. Vicky, I think we're gonna stay right here. <laughs> so let's just take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back and, and we'll pick it up um, from there, okay? Practicing self-love is to nurture the soul. And to nurture the soul requires elemental reconnection with nature. Fire is your sexuality and earth your mindset air your voice and water your heart set replenish me saint martin experience is what you require for your soul join me february 19th through 25th in 2023 release restructure refresh and rebirth nurture your soul elementally in saint martin so as we talk about reconnecting to our soul <laughs> you know being in nature and with the elements is really um a beautiful part of that so as we are you know, diving into being of service to people who are here and maybe they're stuck in the unforgiveness space. Um, what, where do we begin, Lati? So I would definitely say thank you so much to Epek and Dr. Vicky that, you know, this, the people you've chosen to be on here, this, the presence, because it's a kaleidoscope. And, and when you were on that healing journey, I really loved that you talked about that courage piece, Dr. Victi, because in all honesty, Epek, you touched on it as well, where you talked about the awareness. And I was thinking, well, what is that order? How can we really be of service to people who are stuck? And, and just to have that awareness of the steps. And awareness, yes, that is definitely the first step. And how you come to that awareness, whether it's someone holding space, because it's scary. Sometimes you do need someone to hold your hand because it's so unknown and you have no idea what you're going to find when you open things up. But then the acceptance of the fact that you have this awareness now. The next step is something that people might not even think about, which is the commitment. Because you can have all the awareness you want, but unless you can commit to a journey, commit to saying, okay, I will see this through, there's very few things that you can move on just with awareness alone. And then once that commitment is there, it's just being able to follow through because you can be committed to be stuck because commitment in itself doesn't mean that you're actually going to kind of finish the journey. That follow through is very important that I don't know where this is going to take me, but I'm committed to getting to the end, to getting to that next checkpoint. And I think this is where a lot of clients that I've worked with when I've been doing healing journeys is the readiness to go on a coaching journey, especially a transformational coaching journey it's very, very important to know that you are transforming. So there is that caterpillar butterfly. There is no going back. And you do have to be ready for that growing pains and all. And I think a lot of people like to talk the talk of being ready, but genuinely being ready knows that whatever comes up, I take full responsibility for this transformation journey that I'm coming on. And that's something that's very important. And even if you're taking time and you're delaying, I think delaying is important because you do need to be very aware of, you have no idea what the outcomes are. There's no idea of when you decide to make that forgiveness step, where you're gonna end up and how it's gonna change your life. But the openness to change is something that's critically important. 
So there's a definition that I think is important to place here because of where everyone has gone. And that's um, an understanding of how we work as individuals. We are realms. On the inside of that subconscious place that we work in, we are realms. And in those realms, you have subsectors, you have seas, you have mountains, you have valleys. And within those realms are various different things with various different names. But because we're focusing on the soul, I did want to talk on what APEC had sort of talked about in terms of um, when she talks about the inner child. There are multiple children on the inside of multiple different ages, of multiple different traumas. The younger you are from conception to two years old, the softer you are, so you can fragment very, very easily. And the deeper you go into a healing journey, you will get to those ages of the, let's call them littles, that you will be dealing with. A way for you to know when your littles are present and close to the surface and really running the body as such is when you have these impulsive things that you do, but for some reason you can't explain and you think, I have no idea where I lost control or what happened, but something took over me. So funny example, a client years ago brought me this present uh, from Artisan de Chocolat. And there's this incredible chocolate company in Paris. And they do these little chocolate... Um, salted caramel truffles and they come in these little jars that look like face cream jars so i remember opening the jar thinking is this like chocolate face cream what is this and i opened the jar and i kid you not 15 minutes later i had cocoa all over my face but i had no idea what happened to the chocolate truffles something literally took over and i was like oh 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 the jar's empty what what what, what just happened was that an opportunity because... for forgiveness <laughs> really was i think that's an opportunity for celebration though like the chocolate over the face because it was like there was because i had cocoa the cocoa covered um chocolate yes. truffles but i had it everywhere and i sat there thinking i don't know what just happened and how many times do we have that with a packet of cookies or a bag of chips where you just literally lapse out disassociating the whole thing but when you have these impulsive situations, and this is a light example that I'm talking, but a situation where you just have no idea why you're in a specific context, in a specific place, something happens and you're like, I have no idea how this always happens. That will be an indication of where you have those younger, smaller parts where they don't have the impulse control and they tend to take over. And once you understand that we are realms and we have that um, thinking, it gives you the security that you're not getting overwhelmed by your healing journey because as you can imagine a realm will take a lifetime to explore and the internal world that we have also takes a lifetime to explore so it gives you that space and that that um presence to be able to be there to understand that the layer that's coming up and ready to deal with as Kudili was talking about you felt very drawn to this egg it's it's that time where there's certain things you're drawn to and the experience of interfacing or interacting with that person, that object, brings this layer to the front that you can have that story to really reveal what needs to be reconciled, what needs to be forgiven, what needs to be dealt with. And I mean, that's also a process of trusting yourself, right? Because like I said, I'd had the egg for a year and then it was just like, but I don't know if this is going to work for me. And then until I just experimented with it, I trusted myself to do that, you know? And, and ladies, this is like more a conversation. This isn't really, I mean, I know for sound quality, we can't all talk at the same time, but do feel free to like jump in when you really resonate with a point. So, yeah. 
Well, uh, th there is one thing um, that I would like to point out. Um, when you are in a in a place, you can jump in and forget about everything. You're in a flow and uh, you are ready. It's uh, it's amazing because I understand that it is a if it's a difficult journey and it's really uh, important to. Uh, be ready to take action though uh, when we wait uh, longer long time to get there uh, it is sometimes uh, really um, becoming an obstacle in front of ourselves so it, it is yes I understand uh, there should be some some kind of readiness but we don't have to wait until we are really re ready because that might be a sabotage that we are uh, doing to ourselves, telling ourselves that I'm not ready yet, I'm not ready yet. Um, and and that ends up uh, missing so much time, losing so much time, wasting time. Uh, therefore, uh, what I suggest to anybody who feels like they need to go deep in and uh, work on something whenever they feel the need they need they should explore that further and don't let it fade away because nothing comes to our consciousness uh, without a purpose and if we feel like there is something that needs to be dealt with it means that it's time so let's take the step and they take let's take the action you know cordelia uh, steve hardison says in his book uh, the difference between two people who can do anything and who cannot do anything is one takes the action the other doesn't you can you can have all the great intentions and you feel like you're ready, you need to do something. As long as you take, don't take the action, you can't get anywhere. So I agree with you again on this too, Lati. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that, Ipek. I want to acknowledge we have some viewers here. Julie says, powerful group here. I agree. Thank you for raising awareness around making commitments to get unstuck on our journeys. And hello, Caroline, hello from Lisbon. So glad my Wi-Fi is working to listen to this beautiful conversation. I never thought of unforgiveness as a state of being and realizing this, I feel it gives me a choice. So Dr. Vicki, what do you think? Yeah, I, I will add to this house that we're building because it feels like we're just putting bricks on top of bricks and yes. and creating this space right systematically which i think is important um as you know ipec said when it comes up it is coming up for you to heal it right and and we all have those moments where I'll say our higher self, our healed self says, okay, now it's time to address this. 
And as it relates to being comfortable and courageous to make this commitment to go on this journey, I just want to insert here that we all go through this way. All of us have something to heal. All of us have work to do. And, you know, it's easy to be intimidated, if I can say it that way, uh, by those of us who may be out front, right, having this conversation. But I can almost guarantee that each of us have had to walk through a healing journey that has included forgiving ourselves, forgiving others. And that's the beauty of taking this journey is that when you get on the other side, you have now had the experience where you can support someone else or other people. But I just want to say that we are all the same. Like we are one. We each have gone through some level of brokenness, done the work, gone on the journey, and we still go on it. Like at every level, there's more to learn. There's more to heal so that we can serve collectively and individually like we are doing. You know, and I will add here, it's so worth it. It's worth it. I think, uh, Ipec, you talked about all the sacrifices you made. That resonated with me because it absolutely took courage to be the one to say, this isn't working for me. <laughs> you know, and, and when, when your choice of you, you know it's going to cause pain to people that you love and or are connected to, that is where the courage comes in because you have to be willing to let it fall apart. I say to my clients, you know, and my mentees that I work with, let it fall apart. You know, you're going to kill yourself uh, or damage yourself trying to hold something together that's on sand, right? Let it fall apart. Actually, uh, Dr. Vicky, this reminded me of something that uh, the other day, a client, uh, when I was talking with a client, it, this came up. Uh, when um, the peasants, uh, they, they work on their fields, they make the field ready for the next year or next uh, crop, they burn it, right? They burn it. And so that the, the um, earth gets ready for the next and different thing that they will plant. So sometimes that's the hard part, of course, like making that decision and burning the bridges, burning the field. But without burning it, you cannot plant the new things. So the, the earlier, the earlier in the game you do this, the more time you will have in your life to enjoy your new life. I really like the question that um, Caroline has <laughs> brought up in the comments. Um, and Caroline, when you talk about the process of separating the action from the person to get to a point of forgiveness, even if you can't condone the act, I think this is where it becomes very interesting because um, Dr. Vicky touched on doing the work ourselves. And I think it's very, very important as a person who's a practitioner or a healer that you are not a wounded healer or a wounded practitioner. And a lot of people um, think of coaching because it's uh, something that there are a lot of coaches who are very out there and very prominent. 
and they don't realize that the responsibility that we all have as individuals to our clients to be in a certain place of availability to create the containment that is required for whatever the client needs is a very very high responsibility and it becomes a lifestyle it's not really something that you can sort of say oh because i have clients on monday and tuesday i might do a little sprinkling of work here and there like genuinely it is a lifestyle that you you are calling yourselves to ever higher iterations of self-reflection uh self-healing self-knowledge to be available because it's not a stagnant work it's it's something that is is evolving and growing and living um if i can break down the process of the journey very simply one thing i do find out where is an indication of unforgiveness is anger mm -hmm. anger is one of the easiest emotions to express and anger is a bag it's a bag that can hold so many of these other complex nuanced emotions that can be surrounding uh, offense or an unforgiveness but if there is anger if there is an instant gut when you hear a person's name or think about something there will be a presence of unforgiveness in some iteration way shape or form and depending on the nature of the relationship it may not be linked to one incident it may be linked to your whole experience of an individual and when we're thinking about the whole experience with an individual that does take time to unpack there will be areas where you're hurt there will be areas where you are fearful there'll be areas where you're angry there'll be areas where you're resentful there if it's an experience that is a very fertile forest that has had time to grow all sorts of funguses and weeds and thorn trees and thistles and all manner of things within the very beautiful parts of your soul that it creates fishes particularly in your heart there's something that Cordelia touches on and I think if you've listened to previous episodes that she's touched on because of her background in terms of nutrition and dealing with the body this is where that intersection I mentioned when I first spoke about the intersection of the body soul and spirit being the heart when something on the unforgiveness level reaches far beyond an offense and it gets those bitter roots that will permeate your spirit and your body and that is when you get all of those different reactions and things and you you're not angry anymore because it's now grown and transmuted into a completely different thing but the anger is manifesting in autoimmune disease or the unforgiveness is manifesting in cancer because it's the experience of an individual it's not one incident that now is permeated all of your realm and all of who you are and that's a very different case of handling that process because then it's not a process it really is a journey because you have to pack your bags to be able to go through and take everything out um i hope that's very helpful yeah i'm over here on mute because i'm screaming right now i'm like <laughs> <laughs> this is so powerful oh my goodness because i talk about in my work of soul wealth disease really is the lack of ease when you dissect that word it is the lack of ease where have we not dealt with a wound or wounds that has now permeated our bodies and turned into something else so i just want to insert here that the goal is peace where do you not have peace in your life is a question that i just want you to ponder and perhaps consider that where you don't have peace is where you still need to do some work of forgiveness. That is the goal. 
is peace because the lack of peace not only affects our bodies, it does affect us mentally and emotionally. Can't sleep, can't eat, low energy, you know, all of those things. So peace is the goal. The lack of peace is an indicator in my world that you still need to do some work there. It's an opportunity. It is just an opportunity for you to consider. And when you're ready, trust that you will know, just like Cordelia knew, okay, I'm ready now to work with this yoni egg, right? Trust yourself that now is the time for me to take this step, just a step in the direction of, of finding peace so I can live in that place perpetually. Not something where I go in and out. The goal is to be on a constant stream of peace in every area of your life. That's how you know. That's how you know that there's more. There's more. So. Um, Start on mute so I can scream some more. Yes. <laughs> uh, Buddha, Buddha said, um, holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it to someone else, yet you are the one who gets burned. Uh, so anger is the very um, expression of uh, guilt, shame, and all kinds of uh, things that are not going uh, in peace, calmly in your life. And, uh, and when you forgive, uh, it is a liberating, freeing, healing thing to do that makes you feel lighter, happier, and energized. So, uh, and, and there is one thing that is important to uh, say, though, uh, understand that when you forgive, you're not condoning the wrong or acting as if it never happened. You're only letting it go, release the dis-ease that burdens all forms of your being. And all lessons, when learned, open the soul to divine vision, to recognize the proper avenue to move forward on your path. And that tool is forgiveness, the gift you give your heart, your soul, your well-being is a soulful life. And once you take this leap, seeing an emotional issue in a positive light through understanding is a gift to your heart. I use it uh, like forgiveness, forgiving is understanding. Remember Cordelia, P yes. Peter Clark mentioned? Yes. Um, and it's a gift. It's a gift to yourself. It's a gift to humanity. And the energy of forgiveness is an act of love of self and humanity. So you raise the global energy either one by one or by many, the flow for all humanity to receive. And uh, I have two meditations, actually, um, that I have uh, recorded there on Insight Timer about forgiveness. One of them is forgiveness practice for self and others. And the other one is guilt is not your burden to carry. Uh, I, I wanted to mention those meditations if anybody would like to uh, practice with those two meditations. I would like you to put those like at least on the platforms where you can. I think uh, Facebook and mm -hmm. uh, Instagram. LinkedIn, yeah. LinkedIn is what I meant to say. So, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for that. And, and I also wanted to like, 
mention some symptoms of what anger looks like, um, mm -hmm. right? For physical conditions, um, arthritis, that is like <laughs> the number one, you know, oh, I'm getting old, it's arthritis. No, you've got decades of rage in your body and you've stored it. And now it's just hanging out in your joints. That's where it hangs out for women. And I would actually call that the number two spot. The number one spot is why I led with the yoni egg. It's your womb space. Whether or not you've ever had a child, that is where women, like I, like I said in my riddle, you know, we hold so much um, in our sacred space. That's the meaning of the word yoni. And uh, it, it's, it just, we, we, we forget about it because we've been trained and conditioned that it's an annoyance, right? Uh, every month, you know, I bleed out, you know, this happens, I get tired, I get cranky. No, that every month, your body is this beautiful machine that is an emergency <laughs> alerts, alert system that's saying, hello, I'm here, pay attention to me. I'm your true core, your deepest heart love me. Hello. So for every woman who believes that their monthly cycle is an annoyance, you may have PCOS, right? I don't remember what it stands for, but PCOS is an expression. ovary syndrome. Right. Polycystic and it, ovary syndrome. Yeah. And what it, what endometriosis it, and um, fibroids are the three main ones. And you'll see it in the expression on your face. You'll have like really bad acne right again something that you know because we've been conditioned to make sure that our skin is beautiful i'll just fix that but the core of the issue is within your womb space so not that i'm prophesizing that you should use yoni eggs i'm just bringing awareness to pay attention to what's happening with your cycle are you having extremely long cycles are you having extremely short cycles uh, do you have fibroids? Do you have, are you the only one in your family that happens to have um, cysts and tumors on a regular basis? This is not an anomaly. This is an awareness you need to have. So as we're talking about awareness, right, there's that emotional awareness, there's that mental awareness, but there's always that physical awareness, but we just sweep it under the carpet like everything else in particular, taking care of ourselves, you know, like Yipek was saying in the beginning, you know, she, she was uh, afraid to put herself first until she was pretty much forced to. You move to a new country with your whole family, it's like, whoa, I got to come up for air, you know? So it is what it is. I love what you just said, and it was popping up under the surface this whole time, but you really hit the nail on the head, Kadelia. And it's something that I want to just put out there because it's very important for people to sort of understand that relationship between trust and love. You will love everyone you trust, but you can't trust everyone you love. Mm. And I think if we bring that into our own space, a lot of the resistance I found, in, particularly in my own journey when it comes to forgiveness, is I uh, loved, but I didn't trust. And you've said recurringly when you talk about the journey, it's that trust, trusting yourself. And that's important because 
if you can't trust yourself, you can't love yourself. It is very, very difficult to have that love for the parts of you that you don't quite understand, or it does take a lot more space in that meditative place to really meet yourself and come close to yourself. If you can't trust yourself in that process, in the presence or the absence of a coach, it is very, very difficult for you to be able to traverse that block or that blockage to be able to move. So that trust piece is so critical and so important. Yeah, and Caroline is again saying that that's super helpful. Thank you. I mean, she put this comment in a long time ago, but it's still applicable. <laughs> My experience of an individual rather than an event that feels kinder to me and relieves me from why aren't I there already thinking. So she said, thank you for and uh you know that was such a quick hour like i feel like we need a, <laughs> this requires a part two so um next month the 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 um what do you call it the topic is sacred thinking which i think is really the part two so if any of you want to come back you're invited <laughs> so as we um close out the hour um you know i would like to begin with dr vicky and you can summarize what we just said or what you know contribute whatever it is you were going to say and then give your golden uh, nugget that you want to leave our listeners and viewers with yeah well my my summary and my golden nugget are the same and that is to offer you to give yourself permission to choose you what does that look like asking yourself in every moment because i believe at every moment we live at choice our life our lives are the result right now of our cumulative choices. And so give yourself permission to choose you. And that looks like this. What do I need in this moment? What do I need in this moment so that I am closer to wholeness, so that I am closer to peace, so that I am closer to clarity and that I am closer to loving myself, right? And trusting myself. It starts with curiosity. It starts with questions. It starts with choosing you and giving yourself permission to be selfish. It is about you so that you can heal. And then from your overflow, have something for the rest of the world. Thank you, Cordelia, for allowing me just to be a part of this powerful healing conversation. I'm following everybody on all social media and uh, we'll be stalking you. This just has been powerful. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Epec. On mute. <laughs> the most important person we need to forgive is ourselves. And we owe ourselves to let that go. Let us be free and um, light. And only if we forgive ourselves, we can move on with things. And also forgiving others is not condoning. We are not saying that it was okay what they did. 
we are just freeing ourselves from all the harm that 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 is causing in us mentally emotionally and physically even so when we forgive we are not forgiving for the other party we are forgiving for ourselves to let that burden go away so that we can move on and that's the most important thing so uh, when we love ourselves enough to forgive ourselves then let's forgive others too so that we get lighter and better in life thank you Nati? Um, I think the main thing that I would like to leave everyone with as a summary for this discussion is you're worth it. You're worth honor and you're worth respect and you're worth dignity. And those are the things that you get at the end of forgiveness work where you can dust off a lot of the offense, the scrapes, the scraps, the stabs, the wounds, and realize that being whole and being in a place where you feel okay is normal. It's not the transverse. And it's not by any means easy or simple work, but it is definitely worth it. So you're worth it. Thank you. You know, ladies, it has just been a healing for my soul to be in this space with you today, to create um, a place where we can serve others who are looking for answers and to allow them to be free and start their journey of healing their souls. So for my viewers and listeners, follow all of these beautiful experts, dear friends of mine, and begin your journey. Watch this back and see what resonates most. And that's where you begin. Um, you can, you, this was the beginning, the, the few minutes you listened, the full hour you listened, every time you go back just to listen to Dr. Vicky or to Epec or to Lati, or even to me. It's the beginning of your healing journey. So allow yourself, you're worth it. Until next week. Oh, actually, in this case, it's until tomorrow because I'll be back tomorrow talking about diving into the Replenish Me experience. So come back tomorrow morning um, at 11 a.m. Eastern time and I'll be talking about diving into the Replenish Me experience. So are you free? Do you own your part in that? Rather than lingering in shame, guilt, and despair, let's see where you can create more freedom, more joy, and replenish from within. Visit me at CordeliaGaffar.com and sign up for the five ways to only create joy. Until next week, be free.